this bulletin, a Victorian Labour candidate's Aboriginal heritage is now being questioned. The government pushes to get its industrial relations reforms passed despite opposition from key Senate crossbenchers. And the buy now pay later sector faces a potential overhaul. A relative of Victorian Labour candidate who has described herself as a First Nations woman has said their family has no Indigenous ancestry and has never identified as Aboriginal. Lorraine O'Dwyer described herself as, as a proud Yota Yota woman and is contesting the seat of Richmond in the state election later this week. The ABC understands Miss O'Dwyer said her Indigenous heritage stems from her great-grandfather Graham Berry. However, Mr. Berry's daughter, Joanne Kill, has told the ABC her father never identified as Indigenous and had no connection to Yota Yota country. Yota Yota community say Ms. O'Dwyer has failed to engage with Yota Yota Aboriginal Corporation and the Elders Council. Independent Senator Jackie Lambie has called on the government to split its multi-employer bargaining bill to deal with some of the changes after Christmas. The Albanese government is pushing for its industrial relations reforms, which would look to increase wages to be passed during the last fortnight of Parliament. But the Tasmanian senator has told the Nine Network she fears the bill is being rushed. Seriously, um, these are laws that are going to affect um, small business to medium-sized businesses, and we've got a problem with that. Um, so we need to be discussing that, and I just don't see you getting through that through mm. by Christmas. Once again, I would suggest that you have a look at splitting the bill and we come back to the other 10 or 15% of it after Christmas, as simple as that. It is not going to make a goddamn difference to, the, to um, rising uh, wages, that is for sure. The government is relying on crossbench support to get the bill through the Senate, but has considered extra sitting days may be necessary. Treasurer Jim Chalmers has told the Nine Network this is the Parliament's chance to get wages growing again. We need to fix the bargaining system in order to do that. And so we're having a heap of conversations with the business community, the union movement, the crossbench and others uh, with an interest here uh, to try and pass it before uh, the parliament rises for Christmas. The federal government is looking to overhaul buy now pay letter services as it cracks down on financial abuse. An estimated 7 million Australians use services such as afterpay to pay for goods with no interest. A Treasury paper has highlighted the need for the government to protect consumers from getting into debt and suggests credit checks for users at a minimum. Financial Service Minister Stephen Jones has told Channel 7 it is important to establish whether these services are affordable to a consumer. We want to ensure that where these products are being offered, they're being offered safely to consumers and people aren't getting themselves into hot water. These aren't home loans, and that's a, an important no. distinction to make. These are generally small amounts of credit in the $1 and $200 level. So we want to ensure that if we are moving to regulate, it's appropriate to the level of risk involved. Residents across New South Wales are being warned to prepare for severe weather as an already flooded town is issued with an evacuation order. The State Emergency Service is warning people in Denilquin in the southwest of the state to leave their homes by Wednesday, November 23. 
damaging winds up to 90 kilometers per hour are also expected for much of the state today. A national party candidate running in the in the Victorian state election has died five days out from polling day. In a statement, the party has confirmed Sean Gilchrist, the candidate for Narakan in the state's east, died unexpectedly. It has also offered its deepest sympathies to Gilchrist's, Gilchrist's family and friends. Australia's most Australia's major coal exporters have been accused of falsely claiming that their coal is cleaner than it is to improve profits and to prevent blocking of shipments. Independent MP Andrew Wilkie says he has been provided with thousands of documents by a whistleblower revealing that companies have been lying about the quality of their coal for years. It includes exports to Japan, South Korea, China and India. Mr. Wilkie has told Parliament he is shocked by the alleged misconduct revealed by an executive from the coal industry. The fraud is environmental vandalism and makes all the talk of net zero emissions by 2050 a fiction. It could also be criminal, trashing corporate reputations as well as our national reputation. In essence, Speaker, coal companies operating in Australia are using fraudulent quality reports for their exports and paying bribes to representatives of their overseas customers to keep the whole scam secret. The United Nations Nuclear Agency has condemned a series of shellings at Ukraine's Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. Ukraine's nuclear state operator has claimed that Russian forces fired at the power plant a dozen times. Russia has denied the shelling, claiming that Ukraine was to blame for the blasts at the Russian-occupied facility. The International Atomic Energy Agency's Director General Rafael Grossi has accused the attackers of playing with fire, calling for urgent measures to prevent a nuclear accident. And only dialogue and diplomacy can end the war in Ukraine, not victory on the battlefield. That's a warning message by members of a group of prominent former world leaders founded by Nelson Mandela. The group known as the Elders delivered that message to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, telling him on a visit to Kiev that he must start considering a way out of the conflict. In order, here is former Irish President Mary Robinson, former President of Mexico Ernesto Zedillo, and former UN Human Rights Commissioner Zaid Rad al-Hussein. Every war has to end. Uh, We need to encourage more thinking about how it will end in order to get the idea that um, this needs to end, as opposed to increasing the military arsenal on both sides and the devastation um, to the population in Ukraine. By using a wonderful instrument that uh, humanity has invented, that is diplomacy and politics, There is a a way in international diplomacy in which you can give both sides something. And to support the Socceroos, we'll use Martin Ball's injury devastation as inspiration as they prepare to take on France on Wednesday morning. Ball has been ruled out of the World Cup after injuring his knee while playing for his club side Hibernian in in Scotland last month. Melbourne City's Marco Tilio will take his place in the squad. Winger Matthew Leakey says the team will play for Boyle. He obviously gave everything he could to try to get himself fit and he wanted to give it a real crack and it was just not meant to be. So 
he's obviously disappointed, but he's also a very lively and um, you know happy guy. So what I understand is he'll stay around the camp for the campaign, which is which is good because he deserves it, and uh, he's a good guy to, to have around the the group as well. So um, yeah, very happy for him that he can stay and uh, you know experience it all. Midfielder Aydin Hrusic has also been ruled out of Australia's opening match of the tournament with an injured ankle. Now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, partly cloudy 32, Perth sunny 29, Adelaide a shower or 217, Melbourne windy and showers 15, Hobart showers 13, Albury Wodonga mostly cloudy 14, Canberra a shower or 213, Wollongong mostly sunny 20, Sydney sunny 24, Newcastle also sunny and windy 27, Brisbane sunny 35, Townsville mostly cloudy 32, Cairns sunny 34, Alice Springs partly cloudy 26, Darwin a shower of 234, and the Torres Strait Islands light rain and a top of 32 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. He obviously gave everything he could to try to get to.